John Marco about Hate Street. This is TheBealPod.com. The Week in Georgia in English coming to you from the gooey center of the capital of the left coast, the Lower Hate, San Francisco, California. Today is Thursday, the 15th of March. Sorry for the break. We missed you. Hope you missed us. On this date in 44 BCE, Julius Caesar is stabbed to death by several Roman senators on the Ides of March in a failed attempt to restore the Roman Republic. Ted Cruz claims he was not present. 1917, Tsar Nicholas II is forced to abdicate the throne, ending the Russian Empire uh, after 304 years of the Romanov dynasty. 1921, Talat Pasha, former Ottoman Grand Vizier and main organizer of the Armenian Genocide, is assassinated in Berlin by a 23-year-old Armenian. 1951, legislation to nationalize the Iranian oil industry is passed in Parliament under the leadership of Mohammad Mossadegh after many, many difficult years of negotiation with the British uh, to try to improve workers' situations there. This was, of course, Anglo-Persian oil, later to become BP, destroyers of the Gulf of Mexico. Democrat, Democratic President Harry Truman invited him to the White House after the nationalization and was a big supporter of democracy in Iran. But Winston Churchill convinced Republican Eisenhower and CIA head Alan Dulles to get the CIA to overthrow Mossadegh, which they did, handed it to the repressive goofus, the Shah, and Islamists took over 25 years later. 1990, Mikhail Gorbachev is elected as the Soviet Union's first and only president. 2011, protests for democratic reform and the release of political prisoners begin in Syria that will lead to the current civil war. Birthdays are U.S. arms sales fan Iranian Shah Reza Shah Pahlavi uh, Pahlavi, uh, in 1878, and American lawyer, judge, and icon Ruth Bader Ginsburg in 1933. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tapilpod.com. Or send us an email at tvlpod, T-V-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Dr. Kenneth Walker of Emory University died on the 23rd of February. He headed the Atlanta Tbilisi Healthcare Partnership from 1992 until his death, which worked on a number of projects, including many aimed at developing the Georgian healthcare sector, the establishment of the Caucasus Business School, and library assessment throughout the country. Walker was an honorary citizen of Georgia, and if you had to pick the American that did the most for Georgia um, and Georgian-American relations, it would be him, along with the Georgian Alex Rondelli, who would win that award on the Georgian side. He was truly a great man. Kenneth Walker was a very close friend of mine, and I will miss him a lot. Georgian citizen Archil Tatunashvili died on in South Ossetian custody on the 23rd of February, he had been detained in Akhalgori and taken to Zhinvali for questioning. The South Ossetian authorities claimed he fought the guards and grabbed one of their guns while being transferred, <laughs> then fell down a flight of stairs, then was taken to the hospital for stair-inflicted injuries and died two hours later. His family and the public defender say that he was tortured and beaten, was dead when he got to the hospital. The State Security Committee, KGB, accused Tatunashvili of genocide against South Ossetians between 2004 and 2008. 
ties with Georgian security agencies, and, quote, preparing new acts of sabotage on the territory of the republic shortly before the election of the president of the Russian Federation, end quote. He also purportedly was in possession of video footage of South Ossetian military infrastructure. They also added that he has been linked to the homemade bomb found in Akhalgori. People that know Tatunashvili said that he had been visiting his home in Akhalgori and that he sold fruits and vegetables there. They also say that he was deployed to Iraq in 2008 and therefore should not be accused of anything related to the 2008 war. An unidentified source told Radio Tavisupleva that Tatunashvili had been involved in a verbal altercation at the South Ossetian border with a customs officer and Akhalgori police chief Alexander Gioyev. The reporter, reports say that Akhalgori governor Philip Kichirov ordered the killing. Tantanashvili was a former member of the Georgian military. The Georgian State Security Service denies the allegations that he was working for them. A request for, the Georgian, for a Georgian expert to, ex, expert to examine the body has been denied, and it was instead given to Russian authorities uh, for examination. Some initial reports said that tissue samples were sent rather than the whole body, the body will apparently be returned via the Red Cross. South Ossetian President Anatoly Bibilov said on the 8th that it would be returned in about two weeks. Patriarch Ilya II asked his Russian counterpart for help in getting Archil Tatunashvili's body released to lay him to rest in a Christian manner. The Russian Patriarch has agreed to help in any way possible. In contrast with Bibilov's statement, the Patriarch said that the body would be returned within the week while Prime Minister Georgi Kvitikashvili said that it would happen in the immediate future. As of today, the body has not been released. Two other Georgians, Levan Kutashvili and Yosef Pavliashvili, were detained with Tatunashvili and then released, but not permitted to leave South Ossetia for several weeks because investigative authorities might have questions for them. Bibilov said, said that the two were afraid of going to Georgia because they might be used against South Ossetia. They were per permitted to return this week and are apparently in good health. They have been questioned as part of the investigation into the Tatunashvili affair. On the evening of the 26th, about 500 anti-occupation activists and friends, families of Tatunashvili protested in the village of Natakhtari and temporarily blocked the military highway and the East-West Highway calling the release of Tatunashvili, calling for the release of Tatunashvili's body. In response to international outcry about the repatriation of the body, some South Ossetian activists held a rally in Skhinvali on the 6th to bring attention to South Ossetians who went missing during the 90s and in 2008. South Ossetian authorities have also used this time to bring attention to their list of 45 Georgians, including Misha Saakashvili, Former Interior Minister Vano Medavashvili and former Defense Minister Irakli Okroashvili wanted for the deaths of 162 people and the injury of 700 more before and during the 2008 war. Tatunashvili was apparently on this list, the full text of which is not available. Pretty much everyone in Georgian government was, uh, has condemned the killings and called for investigation uh, the killing and called for investigations in the EUMM and Geneva International Discussion Action, the E the EU, EUMM, UK, US, NATO, Amnesty International, and other governments and organizations have released statements expressing condolences, concerns, and readiness to support an investigation. An EU spokesperson also condemned the killings uh, and called for South Ossetian authorities to let the two other detainees travel to Tbilisi-administered territory. 
Parliament is planning to adopt a resolution condemning the February death of Archil Tatanashvili in South Ossetia. The European Georgia and Otsneba have both submitted drafts. European Georgia resolution also expands on earlier ideas to create an Otkhozoria Tatunashvili list to sanction Russian, Abkhazian, and South Ossetians that have participated in kidnapping, torture, and murdering Georgian citizens. The proposed sanctions will include freezing any uh, detainable, uh, discernible assets, calling on international partners to freeze other assets, denying social benefits, blocking transactions, and imposing visa restrictions. Prime Minister Georgi Kvitakashvili appealed to Russia last week. Uh, to work to release Russian-Georgian relations from their current vicious circle and also repeated an earlier proposal for direct dialogue with Abkhazia and South Ossetia. He said that the last government's policy of not directly engaging with Abkhazia and South Ossetia amounted to shackles and expressed an interest in raising the Geneva International Dialogue to the ministerial level. Russian response said that they were satisfied in spirit that they were uh, that they welcomed the offer for direct dialogues with Abkhazia and South Ossetia. They also described Archil Tatunashvili's death as a regrettable incident, which Georgian officials took to be an evasive move trying to absolve Russia of responsibility. South Ossetian Foreign Minister Dmitry Medvedev called this statement quite strange and amusing. Uh, foreign, uh, Abkhazian Foreign Minister Daur Kove said that they there would be uh, they would be open to direct dialogue if they use a non uh, if there is a non use of force agreement with Georgia uh, before starting. United National Movement European Georgia MPs called Kvitakashvili's statement a so a slow process of Georgia's capitulation, unprincipled and appeasing, treacherous, an expression of Bidzina Ivanishvili's will, extremely alarming, and a legitimization of Russian occupation. UNM also called for Kvitikashvili's resignation. A group of NGOs, including the hardest-working NGO in the Caucasus Transparency International Georgia, also released a critical statement saying that the Prime Minister's plan was hardly understandable, that it looks more like a statement of government that has no concrete plan to counter the challenges of uh, Georgian-Russian relations. On the other hand, the Alliance of Patriots, Irma Inashvili, said everyone who is criticizing Kvitikashvili for the appeal is an enemy of our country. Others have pointed out to Otsneba members, uh, have pointed out the Otsneba members have been calling for vague direct dialogue since 2012, so this is not exactly news. Otsneba Sakrabudo member Temur Gurgadze was arrested last week on corruption charges. He is suspected of having asked for $7,000 in exchange for securing the release of a prisoner. He reportedly received half of the money before his arrest. Gurgadze denies the charges and plans to plead not guilty. Tbilisi Mayor Kahi Kalaze said, said of the case, I want everyone to remember that nobody will be forgiven. UN Committee Against Torture requested last week that Georgia not extradite Turkish citizen Mustafa Emre Chabuk, while they examine his claim that he will be tortured if sent back to Turkey, which he surely will be. He has now been granted state protection from Georgia, though details on what that entails or how long it will last are not available. Foreign Minister Mikhail Janelidze and Serbian Foreign Minister uh, Ivica Dadic have signed a visa-free travel agreement. While Janelidze was in Belgrade last week, he also met with President Alexander uh, Vucic, Prime Minister Anna Branbic and European Integration Minister Yardanka Vosivomic. President Georgi Markovlashvili visited Bel Belgium this week where he met with European Council Pre President Donald Tusk, European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker, 
uh, EU High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Frederica Mogherini, NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg, and others. He stressed that Georgia is taking steps to reduce visa waiver abuse. To address visa waiver abuse, Parliament has endorsed an amendment bill that makes it harder for people to change their names in order to re-enter the EU after being deported. In addition, Interior and Foreign Ministry officials met with the head of Migrant Law Division of the Migrant Law Division at Germany's Interior Ministry and the Commission for Refugee and Migration uh, Migration at the German Federal Foreign Office. President Mark Velasquez is visiting the U.S. this week. He has met or will meet with a number of senators and representatives, including Nancy Pelosi and Paul Ryan, a Georgia diaspora represent, a Georgian diaspora representatives. He's also spoken or will speak at the Heritage Foundation at Georgetown University. Prime Minister Kvitikashvili visited Baku on the 12th, where he met with President Ilham Aliyev and President uh, and Prime Minister Arthur Rasizad. Um, Rasizadeh. He also visited uh, Armenia two weeks ago, where he met with Prime Minister Karen Karpetyan and President Serge Sarkisian. Danish Foreign Minister and- uh, Anders uh, Samuelson visited Georgia at the end of February and met with Foreign Minister Mikhail Janelidze and Prime Minister Kvitikashvili. At the press conference, Samuelson presented the Danish Neighborhood Program, DANEP, strategy for 2017-21, to 21, which includes 27 million euros for the strengthening of democratic institutions and economic development in Georgia. Foreign Minister Janelidze visited Bosnia and Herzegovina last week on his official trip there. He met with foreign ministers. They also visited Serbia with the present Prime Minister Ana Brabic, who is also the first openly gay minister in Serbia, foreign minister and ministers for European integration. Parliamentary Chairman Irakli Kobachidze led a delegation to Jordan two weeks ago where he met with Speaker of the House of Representatives Atef Tarwane, Senate President Faisal al-Fayaz, and Prime Minister Hani al-Mulki. The U.S. Embassy and the Georgian Center for Security and Development sponsored a training for Georgian officials on strategic communication that began three weeks ago. U.S. Ambassador Ian Kelly spoke at the opening saying that the Georgian government needed to do more to publicize its pro-Western agenda and build public support for it. He also said that it was important to integrate into the Western and not the Northern community. Prime Minister Kvitikashvili also spoke, saying that the good that good strategic communication skills were essential in fighting Russia's hybrid war. In related news, Ambassador Kelly is leaving Georgia soon for an academic position at Northwestern University in Illinois, after he leaves, his deputy, Elizabeth Rood, will fill the position until a new ambassador is appointed. Eight human rights NGOs released a statement demanding that the government lodge a complaint with the European Court of Human Rights against Russia for continuing to violate human rights in South Ossetia and Abkhazia in the aftermath of the killing of Archil Tatunashvili in South Ossetia in February. At a meeting with university students two weeks ago, President Mark Velashvili said that Russian propaganda might be to blame for concerns in Europe about Georgian asylum requests and criminals after visa liberalization. He said that Russia was concerned by Georgia's leading role in the Eastern Partnership, and if they manage, one way or another, to meddle in the election campaign of the world's most prominent country, I will not be surprised if they manage to fabricate a few criminal cases in order to ingrain into public opinion that Georgia really created particular difficulties in Europe. Parliamentary Chairman Irakli Kobachidze announced a plan last week that aims to decentralize the government by 2025 in order to work towards becoming a full-fledged member of the European community. 
sorry, the European family. The plan will increase funding of local self-government to 7% of GDP, increase the powers of self-governing bodies, increase fiscal decentralization, and improve local governance. The plan has not been fully figured out yet, but Parliament hopes to complete it this year with guidance and financial support from the UNDP, Switzerland, and Austria. Let's hope that they have civil service reform in there, which has been something that has been a traditional challenge for everybody, but particularly this government. European Georgia member Tamara Kakabadze claims to have overheard Georgian public broadcasters General Director Vasiko Maglaperidze, uh, the head of the Georgian National Communications Commission, Kakabekauri, and Otsneba's head of communications, Mako Bigvava, conspiring to select GPB and post-TV anchor Zaza Shatarishvili as the new member of GPB's board of trustees. They were apparently concerned that Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze's wing of the party might oppose the nomination. Four of nine board members' terms expire this spring, and they will be replaced by people chosen by Parliament, the Supreme Council of Ajada, and the opposition. High Council of Justice appointed 44 new judges at the end of February, some of them too much criticism for past controversial rulings and for inappropriate Facebook comments. One was a member of the Tbilisi Court of Appeals, judicial board that ruled against Rustaviori in 2016. One sentenced an actor to eight years in prison for possessing 0.37 grams of buprenorphine. One did not recuse himself, recuse himself uh, during two high-profile corruption cases, and one wrote a Facebook post that spread around the Georgian internet calling queer people sick and other homophobic things. Prime Minister Kvitikashvili released a statement saying Otsneba had concerns about some of the appointees. Without naming names, the council has not responded to the criticism. Transparency International Georgia has started a campaign with about 40 other NGOs called Make Courts Trustworthy that aims to reform the judicial system. They say that insufficient political will has stalled reforms in the judiciary and that currently judicial appointments are based on candidates' loyalty to the influential group and are allegedly based on nepotism. Rustaviori reports that Otsneba has chosen with Bizina Ivanishvili's approval Justice Minister Tea Tsulukiani as their next presidential candidate. Other media guesses have included Prime Minister Georgi Kvitikashvili, former Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili, and Minister of Foreign Affairs Mikhail Janelidze. Parliament adopted a labor rights bill on its third reading last week. All 88 MPs voted for the bill, which includes measures uh, that oblige workplaces to provide accurate insurance, to establish offices or positions that oversee workplace safety, to re-register with the Registry of Economic Activities if they are high risk, to provide first aid kits, and to follow fire safety rules. The bill also raises fines for violations in hazardous sectors. Despite lobbying from labor rights groups, the bill does not reform the Labor Inspection Department, which still can only provide non-legally binding recommendations. Parliamentary by-election for Vani and Choni has been scheduled for the 28th of April. Former Tbilisi Mayor and European Georgia Secretary General Gigi Ugulava is the only person to have announced their intention to run. On International Women's Day, a group of 118 NGOs uh, released a statement supporting a mandatory gen- re- supporting mandatory gender quotas, the uh, a bill that the parliament will vote on soon, noting that in the last parliamentary election, women were able to secure only 16% of the seats in the legislature, and they account for 13.46 of elected members of Sakra Bulos. And at, cur- at the current pace, it will take decades to correct the gender imbalance 
in legislative and local self-government bodies. Despite the fact that the majority of Georgian population believes the number of women in parliament and in self-government bodies is very low and support mandatory general gender quotas. A group of foreign ambassadors in the ambassadorial working group expressed support for the bill, calling it timely and noting that it helps Georgia comply with a couple of UN goals and recommendations. Tbilisi City Court found Ugulava guilty of abuse of power during his stint as Tbilisi mayor. He was sentenced to one to three, one year to three, and three months in prison and has already served his time. The officials, uh, including former Deputy Mayor of Tbilisi, David Aravidze, former head of procurement service at Tbilisi City Hall, Alexei uh, Tubuashvili, and former head of Old Tbilisi uh, District, David Avaliani, were also sentenced to one year and three months in prison, which they will be expected to serve. The former head of the Tbilisi Development Fund, Georgi Sabanadze, was sentenced to eight years in jail, and his deputy, Dmitry uh, Chaidze, was acquitted. They were convicted of misspending 48.18 million lati from the Tbilisi Development Fund by redirecting it towards the United National Movement activists in the run-up to the 2012 elections. Ugulava lawyer plans to appeal and says the charges are politically motivated. Two men convicted of organizing last March's Batumi unrest, Irakli Chirkvaya and Merab Gogaberidze, have been granted preterm release due to the support of prison officials and NGOs. Their defense lawyers say they are still working to be acquitted of the charges. Far-right group Georgian March has apparently been patrolling Tbilisi for a few weeks, apparently videotaping offenses like underage prostitution that they will present at a public conference later in March. They have been in the city center along Les Elize Street, Agmashanabeli Avenue, Rose Revolution Square, and other nearby places in groups wearing Georgian March t-shirts and armbands. A 14-year-old kid was killed in Tbilisi two weeks ago after a piece of glass fell off a building and hit him and injured six other children. An investigation has begun. People are currently assuming that the cause was shoddy construction. Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze announced two weeks ago that building owners who violate the Law of Georgia on advertising will be fine. The law states that all public advertisements, such as billboards or signs, must contain Georgian, and that if the advertisement also contains non-Georgian language, it may not be larger than the Georgian text. Kaladze says the building owners will be first to be given a warning and then uh, will be uh, fined after uh, a period of time. Tbilisi Mayor Kachikaladze has also announced a new plan to develop the city's nightlife. While details have not been provided, the goals are to increase cultural activities and municipal income. TV producer and musician Sergo Gvarjaladze has been appointed project head. Hopes are that nightlife would reach the suburbs and not to be concentrated only in the center and that they are considering extending public transit hours. Transgender rights groups, including members of Women's Movement and Sapati, protested in front of Tbilisi's House of Justice last Thursday in support of moves to make it easier to change their sex on official documents. Currently, transgender people have uh, have had to gone through sex change operations to do so. Operations are very expensive, cause sterilization, and are not performed in Georgia. Anti-gay groups held a counter-protest of several dozen people where they swore and threw eggs at the pro-LGBT protesters. They were prevented from disrupting the original protest by a large police presence, one counter-demonstrator, Guram Palivandashvili, uh, was briefly arrested on charges of petty hooliganism. Palivandashvili is a leader of the Radical Orthodox Parents Union and affiliated with the Democratic Movement Political Party. 
The Otsneba affiliated mayor of uh, Borjomi and 90 staff members went on strike in the 2nd of March after not being paid for three months due to a disagreement with the municipal council. They blocked the entrance to the Alliance of Patriots affiliated council head's office and called for his resignation. Otsneba also organized a rally on the first calling for the council head's resignation. The council has not approved the new staff list or budget for the mayor's office since they were submitted in January. The initial budget had large salary increases for senior staff that the council did not find justified. The Borjomi Council is the only one in the country not controlled by Otsneba. The council has not been able to reach quorum five times since the local election due to Otsneba members boycotting. The Otsneba members showed up for the first time on the 28th of February, but the meeting was followed by a brawl, and the council head was locked in his office by mayoral staff. Special session and vote were held while the head was locked in his office, which Transparency International says makes the vote illegitimate. Over 100 police officers were sent to the scene to maintain order. Osnaba says that the way to resolve the problem is to dissolve the council and hold another election. Catholic icons and books were taken from a prayer house in Vale in Samskajabajeti and burned this week in an apparent attempt to create tensions between local Orthodox and Catholic communities. Two groups have prayed together for years. The community doesn't believe that parishioners are responsible. They have not contacted the police, though the Ministry of Internal Affairs is looking into the incident after hearing about it online. South Ossetian security forces have been deployed to Ahalgori in advance of the upcoming presidential elections and possible provocations. They have declared a state of emergency based on a homemade bomb they purportedly found on a bridge in town linked to Tatunashvili. They're enforcing strict security measures that include stopping almost every male resident and car and checking their documents. They are also apparently searching everyone who enters or exits the town. Some people have been taken in for further questioning. Achalgori is the only remaining part of South Ossetia with predominantly Georgian population. Birth rates in South Ossetia have been declining over the past five years, according to new statistics from the Ministry of Health in 2013. 641 babies were born in 2017. That number has dropped to 513. The Abkhazian government has recently begun threatening to end pension payments and teacher salaries for people without residency permits. The permits are a relatively new creation. The Georgian residents of Abkhazia see them as nothing but a way for Abkhazian government to raise funds since they cost about $200 each. A Russian businessman is claiming that two Abkhazians with the support of the Abkhaz government have taken over his business, a plastics factory. He says that when the factory opened, two men came and offered him a choice of paying for protection or being killed, after which they attacked the factory with a gang and took it over. The Abkhazians say the Russian violated an agreement they had. As a result, the Russian businessmen and former factory employers employees have recently begun a permanent protest in front of the Abkhazian embassy in Moscow, hoping to bring attention to the case. A new study from Moscow State University's Institute of Anthropology shows that obesity rates are on the rise in Abkhazia. They attribute this recent change to the fact <laughs> that non-traditional foods are now over half the population's diet and consumption of meat and sweets has gone up. Three marshutkas have recently entered service on the Nguri Bridge, sparking outrage among drivers of the horse carts that are currently the main means of transportation across the horse cart Drivers say that marshutkas are owned by local businessman Dato Shengelia, former leader of the Georgian military group the Forest Brothers. The marshutkas are faster and more protected from elements, so despite the slightly higher cost, they are quickly putting the carts out of business. Radio Tavi Supleba has a new head, senior counselor at the Georgian embassy 
in the U.S. and former Rustavioti journalist Natia Zambachidze. She will start on May 1st, replacing the recently fired David Kakabadze. Par- uh, preliminary reports from Geostat shows foreign direct investment in 2017 equaled $1.86 billion, a 16.2% increase over 2016. Most investment was transportation and communication, followed by finance and construction. The largest investments came from Azerbaijan, followed by Turkey and the United Kingdom. Ryanair's head of company development said last week that Ryanair would not be starting flights to Georgia anytime soon because Tbilisi's uh, airport costs are too high and they could not reach an agreement with Kutaisi Airport. Civil.ge asked a number of experts on extremism and foreign ISIS fighters about the likelihood of Georgian ISIS fighters returning to Georgia and about how fighters from the North Caucasus might pass through Georgia on their way back to Russia. Georgia isn't an attractive destination for returning fighters. It's not a high-profile target. There are not active Al-Qaeda or ISIS groups to join, and penalties for terrorism are severe. There are rumors that some Georgian fighters have gone on to Afghanistan, but it seems like most have already died, and those that have survived will either stay on with remnants of their group in Syria and Iraq, or settle in Turkey. Foreign Policy interviewed President Mark Velashvili on his Washington trip, calling him President of NATO's most persistent applicant. Mark Velashvili says that Georgia has done everything it can do to join NATO, that relations with Moscow are stalled, and that he doesn't know if the prosecutor's office is still trying to extradite Saakashvili. But they probably should. Jam News wrote about the five women who signed the Georgia's two, signed Georgia's 2018 constitution. One signatory was an Imeretian noble who joined the Mensheviks. Several others were teachers. Three were eventually executed for anti-Soviet work. Despite these women's early political involvement, today's women only make up 15% of parliament. It's a great article. Check it out. Very, very well done. OC Media wrote about workplace safety. Over 1,300 people have been injured or died in workplace accidents since 2011, and despite the 2015 creation of the Labor Inspection Department, these numbers have been rising. Additionally, while 550 criminal inspections of workplaces have been started since 2013, only a quarter have been solved. Another article, they detail life for workers on the site of a railway tunnel being constructed in Kharagauli municipality near Khashuri. Railway modernization is part of the government's reform agenda for improved infrastructure, but it has come at a cost for laborers who have inadequate protective gear, polluted drinking water, dirty communal showers, and lax safety standards. They went on strike in January and won sick leave and vacation days, but afterwards 26 laborers were fired and workers doubt whether safety improvements will actually happen. They can't quit either as there are very few jobs nearby. So anybody in uh, Khashuri or Kharagauli who's uh, listening, we'd be interested to uh, to hear about this and let us know what, uh, what the story is. CNN, uh, sorry, CNN, uh, Sen, wrote about the implications of the controversial planned road from Snow to Shabeli and from Pankizi uh, to Tusheti. The government says the roads will allow populations of Tusheti to come and go during the winter when the existing roads have always been closed. However, Sen is concerned that the benefits don't outweigh the cost to natural beauty, ecosystems that will be damaged, endangered species, and so on. They also note that the area is difficult to build in, that constantly weekly or monthly maintenance will be required because of landslides and erosion. Like other opponents of the roads, Sen suggests the government consider repairing existing roads instead. And I agree with them. 
OC Media also published a piece by a woman from Gordy who joined the Georgian Army. She's one of only six women out of 102 in her year in the Defense Academy. She hopes to convince other women to join. She talks about her struggles with gender roles, family expectations, sexism within the military, but also about her hopes to someday become an infantry platoon commander. Calvert Journal has written about women in the Georgian film industry, from Soviet directors to the present. Many film directors directed by Georgian women address their unhappiness with traditional family structures, and all the films mentioned here have an implicit or explicit feminist bent, with female protagonists working hard to combat whatever their problems may be. Chaykhana wrote about and photographed uh, Tbilisi's old cemeteries, exploring the memories of hidden history in them, uh, though many uh, cemeteries were destroyed during the Soviet period, some survived. They contained signs of Tbilisi's multicultural past. Georgian, obviously, but also Persian, Assyrian, Italian, Jewish, and more. Other cemeteries have been built upon the post-Soviet period. The Holy Trinity Cathedral sits on the remains of a large Armenian cemetery. Other surprises include a muse of Eduard, of Eduard Munch. Ariel Sharon's ancestors and one of Stalin's wives and the remain of a Muslim cemetery in the National Botanical Garden. Chaykhana also photographed the Tukvadi, uh, documenting the joys of life on the river, climbing on bridges, learning to swim, and struggles of the people who live along the banks, annual flooding, pollution, and waterlogged land unable to grow crops. They also wrote about water management, conflict, and life on the shared rivers of the South Caucasus, the Kura, Tukvadi in Georgian, the Adaks, uh, and the Adaks, which flow from Turkey to Azerbaijan. Calvert Journal also posted a series of photographs by Ksenia uh, Visotskaya of Tbilisi's courtyards, or Ezos, and their inhabitants, the sunny idols, will make anyone in Georgia hope for summer to come a little sooner. Guardian wrote about natural winemaking in Georgia and how Georgia's historical winemaking methods have made Georgian wines increasingly popular. They also provide recommendations for Georgian wines available in England. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum with links. This week's dive bar number is 10. The percentage of livestock dogs studied in Georgia that have detectable wolf ancestry, a higher level than in any other part of Europe, where dogs are more tightly controlled and wolf populations a bit more sparse. Announcements on the 16th, uh, the, uh, the Tolerance and Diversity Institute and Human Rights Chair at Ely State University of Law will show documentaries from images of diversity to commemorate Women's History Month. One will be about the experience of, Nigerian, uh, uh, of a Nigerian woman in Georgia, the other will be about the life of a Muslim woman from Ajana. After screening, there will be a discussion with the women uh, from the films and directors. The event will take place at Ilia uh, Bookhouse Ligamus in Tbilisi at uh, 5 p.m. Later on the 16th, Rafael Eristavi's Died First, Then Married is being performed at the Tumanashvili's Film Actors Theater at 8 p.m. Also on the 16th, electronic pop duo Svan Sikh will perform, perform at Publica in Tbilisi at 8.30. On the 17th, the Confucius Classroom at Tbilisi Open University will host a free Chinese painting class at 4 p.m. Later on the 17th, five Caucasian metal bands, including two from Georgia, will compete to play at Germany's Wacken Open Air Festival, the competition, format unknown, will probably include bands playing metal music. It'll be at Tbilisi's Black Swan at 7 p.m. 
On the 22nd, Iranian Azerbaijani pop star and 70s icon Gugush will perform at Tbilisi's Sports Palace. Palace. Tbilisi State University and a number of other organizations will be hosting a conference and summer school on remembering the Georgian Democratic Republic 100 years on a model for Europe from the 25th to the 30th of June. They're currently accepting applications for 10 Georgian and 10 international students and junior researchers to attend. The application is open until the 10th of March. British Georgian Society has announced that their annual Georgian Studies Day will take place on the 1st of November at the University of Westminster with the theme Georgian Independence 1918. Then and now, more information will be forthcoming. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post to the form on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with, from 2005, Wellington, New Zealand, this is Roadie by Fat Freddy's Drop. You know I feel so good when I know you're skanking with me. So good when I know you're skanking so good when you do Yes, it feels so good When I know you're rocking with me So good when I know you're rocking So good when you do so good, never wanted to leave Back in the mic and we do what it is Loving every minute when we get on a pen We take the music to the limit when we love it
the flame. Mentally project positive all day. Expand the limit down to the one top minor. All together on the fire, fire. And push to the flame. Mentally project positive all day. Expand the limit. Do it for the love of music. Love of me.